This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Another member of the Alabama Public Service Commission is speaking out against Alabama Power and its pump plan. Chris Beaker is joining Commission President Twinkle Cavanaugh in opposition to the project. The pump storage project involves residents that live on Chandler Mountain who would have their homes placed underwater in order to create two reservoirs and five dams. Beaker says this project is not in the best interests of citizens in that area and would be completed at great cost. Beaker also said he's spoken with Alabama Power to express his opposition to their plan, telling the company they need to seek an alternative solution. The movement continues in Alabama to disconnect the libraries in the state from the American Library Association, which is currently under the leadership of a self-proclaimed Marxist lesbian, Emily Drabinsky. The ALA is a nonprofit group that says its main mission is to advocate for the library systems, but as of late, they have become blatantly radical in refusing to remove sexually explicit or pornographic children's books, claiming it would be censorship. Drabinsky is still clinging to power as president of the ALA, saying, She will not stop from her political commentary or activism. Drabinsky was elected to the position in 2022 and quickly took to social media to talk about the collective power that she plans to build and wield in this world as a Marxist lesbian. States like Texas and Florida have led the charge in extracting their state libraries from the ALA. Alabama has come on board with that effort as well, following multiple showdowns that occurred in the past few months among parents and library boards when it comes to books that were put on display during the June Pride Month for LGBTQ people. The Alabama Public Library System is currently waiting for a response from State Attorney General Steve Marshall on what authority they have in regulating local libraries and how to separate from the ALA. John Wall is a member of the APLS board, and he's the chairman of the Alabama Republican Party. Wall has called for an investigation into the amount of sexually explicit books that are currently in the children and teens section of Alabama libraries. The Southeastern Grocers Incorporated, which is a company that includes Winn-Dixie stores across the South, has now been purchased by German-based supermarket company Aldi. The purchase amounts to about 400 grocery stores in the Southeast states of Alabama, Georgia, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Florida. Some of those stores are Winn-Dixie's, while others are Harvey's Supermarkets. Aldi CEO Jason Hart says that both Winn-Dixie and Harvey's have a long history of loyal customers and that Aldi looks forward to serving those customers in the years ahead. This brings the total number of grocery stores within the Aldi umbrella to over 2,400. A multi-agency operation in Houston County has resulted in seven arrests. The operation was called Back to School, and it took place between August 10th and 11th in order to remove child predators that are on the streets. All seven men were arrested after they made efforts to travel to Houston County with the plan to have sex with a 14-year-old female in exchange for money. Undercover agents within the Houston County Sheriff's Office posted the online ads as part of this sting operation. The former quarterback for the Crimson Tide football team, Tua Tagovailoa, has started a fundraise for the victims of the Maui fires. Tagovailoa is a native of Hawaii and has created the Tua Foundation for receiving those donated funds. The fires ravaged certain areas on Maui this past August 8th, including the town of Lahaina, which had many native families living in homes that were over 100 years old. So far, over 4,000 residents in that area are requiring emergency shelter after losing everything. 
The Rocket City has successfully launched itself into the number one slot as U.S. News and World Report has named Huntsville as the best place in the U.S. for families that are relocating. Huntsville came on top of San Jose, New Mexico and Green Bay, Wisconsin. The report shows that Huntsville has a median annual salary of $61,000 a year, which is above the national average, and the cost of living only dips into 19% of that annual household income. Huntsville came in at number two last year, for the same rankings list. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, he's going to Hawaii now. The White House says that Joe Biden will schedule a visit to head to Maui to survey the fire destruction. This comes after first refusing to even make a comment on the matter while he was on vacation in Delaware at the beach. After that, no comment. Biden then began to bring up the problems on Maui while he was speaking on inflation at a factory, but he declined to give a future date on when he would go. Now Biden plans to go next week, the day after Trump released a scathing video in response to Biden's no comment reaction. The Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals has made a ruling that puts more restrictions on the use of abortion, including the drug mifepristone. The ruling comes after a lawsuit was filed by four doctors and the Alliance for Hippocratic Medicine. This latest decision will likely be appealed to the full Fifth Circuit Court and then move on to the U.S. Supreme Court. The former chief of staff to Donald Trump, Mark Meadows, is one of the co-conspirators that was named in the indictments coming from the Fulton County District Attorney, Fannie Willis. Those indictments are in regards to the Trump campaign's investigation into election results of 2020 in Georgia. Meadows is now filing the necessary paperwork to move the Fulton County case against him over to federal court. The attorney for Meadows, George Terwilliger, argues that the charges stem from Meadows' role in the White House, which is at a federal level, and should be prosecuted at this same level as well. Terwilliger also noted that the charges against Meadows are not really criminal, but are connected to his job duties as chief of staff, like setting up meetings, phone calls, and visits with the president. And he says this would create a scenario in which state prosecutors and state courts are interfering with federal official duties. The rest of those who were named in these indictments, including Trump, may very very well do the same as Meadows attorneys just did in trying to move this to federal court. And speaking of the Trump administration, former Vice President Mike Pence has gone on the record as declaring that the 2020 presidential election results in Georgia were correct and not stolen. Despite what the former president and his allies have said for now more than two and a half years and continue to insist to this very hour, the Georgia election was not stolen and I had no right to overturn the election on January 6th. Pence made the comments at the National Conference of State Legislatures, which was held in Indianapolis. Pence is also putting himself in direct opposition to whatever documents and facts that Trump intends to reveal this coming Monday at a press conference. Here is attorney Ray Smith detailing the discrepancies found shortly after the 2020 presidential election. 66,248 underage and therefore ineligible people to illegally register to vote before their 17th birthday, when the law requires 17 and a half years old. At least 2,423 individuals to vote who were not listed as registered. 1,043 individuals to cast ballots who had illegally registered to vote using a post office box. 4,926 individuals voted in Georgia who had registered to vote after their Georgia voter registration date, thereby canceling their Georgia voter registration. 
395 individuals to vote in Georgia who had cast ballots in another state, which is illegal in both states. 15,700 individuals to vote in Georgia who had filed a national change of address with the United States Postal Service prior to November 3rd, 2020. 40,279 individuals to vote who had moved across county lines at least 30 days prior to Election Day and who had failed to properly re-register to vote in their new county after moving, also in violation of Georgia law. Well, here is part three of the conversation that I had with Sean Kaufman, who's a public health specialist who provided the medical facts and arguments to Grace Community Church in Los Angeles, California, as they battled their state government in seeking not to close down during COVID. This legal battle was detailed out in the documentary called The Essential Church, which was released in theaters this month. The neat part about The Essential Church is it's a it's a historical piece. It's not really even about Grace Community. It's about how the, that how Christians have been attacked historically and times when they've had to stand up to the government and say to the government, you have no voice in the church. Meaning we know that government is good and it is good uh, for, for people and God in, installs the government and we know that. And But the problems in history have always come when, you know, church and government are supposed to be working together to in a community because you get the best when they work together. But when one tries to supersede the other, that's when an imbalance occurs, and that's it when historically uh, you, you, you see some of the problems, as we saw with COVID. The state tried to take authority over the church, and that was a problem. And so hopefully we'll regain balance again where the state and the church work together with the community because I believe that balance is the type of balance that God looks for, and you, know, you can see that in Romans. Um, but, but when one tries, you know, when the church tries to take over the state, that's been a problem. And when the state tries to take over the church, that's been a problem. They're supposed to be in essence, siblings that, you know, they work together, uh, uh, to govern, uh, and to direct people. You're listening to the daily detail from 1819 news. If you are enjoying the daily detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of the daily detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 